Sure. And we are, I believe, going. And there's my dog. <laughs> so I would like to welcome everyone to our podcast this morning. It's a, it's a beautiful Saturday morning. And my podcast is Law, Litigation, and Lies. And we're most grateful to be able to host Kimberly Chapman this morning, live from her beautiful Florida residence. And with that, I'm going to ask Kimberly, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into podcasting, why you want to do it, and then we'll get into some of the uh, features, if you will, of, of uh, what I want to ask you. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine with me. Um, my, you know, again, I'm Kimberly Chapman. I was born and raised in Florida. So, and I was married twice uh, in an abusive marriage, not one, but two. And, you know, after the second one, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it was a struggle because I, you know, we had kids, you know, and I always thought about my kids. And I went through a self-realization of, you know, with my second marriage and how long I was in it, you know, is this, is this all there is to life? Like, is this what I'm here to, you know, live being in an abusive, you know, emotional, mental, verbal um, abuse? And I was like, you know, the grass is got to be greener on the other side from where I'm standing. You know, there's got to be something more to life than just this. And I think that's where I started, you know, asking a question and then start questioning everything. And it was a journey. And um, I didn't discover my passion until I was 40 when I first went into um, radio and TV broadcasting. I found a school that was, you know, in, in my area where I lived and I just fell in love. Like, wow, this is, you know, it's something that in me that sparked up and it just, you know, unfolded. And um, at the time I went, I was going through a divorce. So it's like, okay, I have to put my dream aside on the back burner. I'm becoming a single mom again. So it's like, you know, I had to focus on making it, you know, an income, getting into that program, you got to get a job and all that stuff. So, you know, fast forward, my girls are older now. I am almost retired from mom's taxi. <laughs> People right. that can relate to that. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yes, I could celebrate now. I don't have to take kids everywhere. Well, um, your youngest is 17. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. My youngest is 17. She's a senior in high school. Um, and I went back to school for TV and radio. And that's when, you know, podcasting came and, you know, going through the school that I went through back in, like in 2009, 2010, you're able to come back and update your skills because technology and software programming programs always constantly changing to catch up with the, the pace of how we're evolving with technology. So I went back and I started a podcast and I love educating and learning. So, and through my own experiences of what I've been through, 
I'm able to use podcast and broadcasting as a way of teaching others how to overcome struggles, abuse. And that's where it, it it's leading up to. And now I'm doing it. So, and I love it. I've learned do what you love regardless because <laughs> well, I- it, it, it gives you joy. It gives you, um, a feeling that you it's hard to even describe but when you do what you love everything else sort of falls in in alignment and it's like you found your purpose your mission why you're here and it's a journey it's a discovering of parts of you down the road and now looking back with everything that I've been through now I have an understanding yeah because I have a, a story I have a message to share to help others get through what I've been through and I feel like we're all connected and it's just, you know, realizing certain things, limited beliefs, mental programming, emotional, energetic traumas. That's what I talk about on my, on my shows. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, what you, what you were saying was uh, if you love what you're doing, you never work another day of your life because you yep. enjoy the heck out of everything of what you're doing. And you have, it's really led to, to founding or finding yourself to go forward. Mm-hmm. And a key comment to me that you said was that you want to take your experiences as challenging as I'm sure they were and be able to channel some of that or a lot of that into helping other people that are out there. Yes. Fair to say? Yep, fair to say. Um, so let's go back in time a touch. You were married twice. You have a 31-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 17-year-old, and a couple of grandchildren, if I recall. Yes. Yeah, who live in Texas. And Mm -hmm. so if you could, I know you you shared with me just a touch of information pursuant to um, the mental health issues that you have dealt with and challenges along the way, and maybe how the system didn't necessarily treat you properly. Um, this is just my own exploring here. Maybe somewhere along the way, somebody lied to you. Uh, any of that possible? Well, <clears throat> it wasn't so much of the, the lying. It was, I've been through uh, several DCF investigations. Yes. DCF is Department of Children and Family Services. And because of, you know, the abuse, you know, with my exes who were functioning alcoholics, one is still a functioning alcoholic. Um, it led to, you know, somebody knocking on my door with the sheriff and here's a social worker and, you know, an investigation. And I'm like, okay, you know, yes, this is an issue with my ex-husband, but it was like, I was the one getting investigated and fighting to keep my children. And I had to go through counseling sessions, bringing my girls to, you know, a place where they needed to get counseling and, you know, coping mechanisms, techniques, all that stuff. And I was like, well, if we're doing all this and I'm fighting for, you know, to keep my children and whatnot, what about the root issue of the problem with my ex exes and drinking, you know, and and the emotional abuse and the mental abuse and the verbal abuse, it's not healthy. Right. 
you know, and trying to get help. But the system to me was like, it's, it's outdated and it's broken and it's not really helping. There's no, I mean, yeah, go to counseling, but then how do you continue living in, in, in the environment where the abuse continues on? The answer to me for that was to leave the marriage, divorce, cut it out, get out of that. And the what, how they were treating me was like as if, okay, you are the problem, not him, not his drinking, you know, oh, well, he needs to go counseling. Well, they didn't make it mandatory for him. Like you have, you need help. You're, this is a causing a problem with your family. It's affecting your children. None of that happened. How did it make, how did Kimberly, how did it make you feel when they were essentially um, taking the position that the husband, even though they had the drinking issues and the abuse issues, they weren't necessarily at all listening to you. They were. It just, was frustrating. It was right. very frustrating. And my girls then was, was like, what's the, why even bother? Right. Why even bother doing this? You know, we're here going through all this, but we go back home and it's the same. They were like, mom, this is bullshit. Cause we're still, they're not helping us. We feel like we're being jilted. They're not making dad get help. And we're stuck in this. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the system let them down, let yeah. me down. Right. And it was like my back was against the wall. How do I, you know, if I stay, it was like a catch 22 because I said, well, if you stay and something else happens, then you're going to be responsible. You're going to go to jail. And I'm like, well, I have nowhere else to go. So this was and a very, I, it, very, very, very uncomfortable time, which I take it probably persisted for some years. Yes. It did. And, is, and, and, and those effects have still affect my, my girls. Right. Because it's trauma. And that's the one thing that I can share is, you know, us as parents, I mean, we've been programmed with these beliefs and all this stuff, you know, I was brought up where once you say your vows and you're married, that's it till death do us part kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't believe in that anymore. You know, but it, they, you don't realize the effects that the children at such young ages see, hear and feel. Right. And it can affect them in their adulthood. And now I'm, I'm experiencing that with my 21 year old that is now in a mental rehab because of all the traumas through her childhood. It just escalated into a, like a psychosis episode. And that's, that's heart-wrenching, you know, yes. for me as a mom, knowing that I was part of that problem. I, I helped contribute to her health, health, mental health issue, not doing it intentionally, but right. because of everything that I've been through, this is part of it. And I'm part of that. Right. Did you, um, would you say 
when they, they again, I'll call it the, uh, the department, when they suggest that you should get counseling, would you say that, yes, you did go to do some of that with your girls? And was that beneficial or was that just part of the same old system of maintenance, consistency, but no good effective outcome? Uh, the, the latter part of what you just said, it was, you had to go through these things. This is the system. This is what you're expected to do or else. Or out. You know, you could have your children taken away, but it didn't benefit. Right. And then they closed the case. Didn't even let me know. So I'm sitting here stressed out, worried. What is what? What's going to happen? Are they going to come and get them? Take them away from me? No communication. How long did that go on, Kimberly? Uh, off and on for several years. Several years. So when they when they again the system when they suggest to you that they could take away your children, which is death-defyingly scary. Uh, what, let's suggest that they do do that to some parents. What do they do with those children when they do that? They put them in foster care. They put them in foster care, right? Which is, again, I'm sure very inconsistent for the development of the child. Yes, right? it does but, more harm than good. Yeah, more, okay. It's just like a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. So are, your, are, are a couple of your kids in, involved in counseling as we speak right now or not? Well, the 21-year-old is seeing a psychiatrist now in the mental um, facility that she's in. She was Baker acted twice in one month. And wow. I went through it with her. Right. So she's getting finally the help. I mean, the way it went about, you know, and then, you know, like after going through everything I've been through with DCF and counseling and whatnot, there is a hesitation with me of, is this going to actually help? Because it didn't help before. And right. that is a mindset from your experience. Right. I'm so sure. So I just keep my fingers crossed, like finding maybe they're, you know, have a little spark of hope right. that she's finally going to get the help she needs so she could get back on track and live her life and be happy. Right. So you're an active part of her life, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. And of course with your, your youngest as well. Um, how is your youngest doing as we presently speak? Well, she's with um, my oldest daughter who's helping her um, get caught up because of everything that was going on. She right. got behind in school, so I don't know nothing about algebra. So <laughs> I'm like, can you help? She stepped up to the plate and said, I'll help her. I love algebra. And I'm like, oh, thank God, Good. you know, because I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is like speaking Chinese to me with the, when you right. get the alphabets with the math formulas. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> but she's know. with her now, yep. reconnecting with her sister. So she's got support. You know, I miss you know, miss all my girls and my granddaughters, but it's like right now it's, I can't help both of them, but one is in a facility. She's safe. She's in a safe place. She's getting the help. So I get a little sigh of relief. And then the other one is getting help with her schoolwork so she could get her diploma in about what, five weeks. Right. So there's five weeks left. So it's like, I'm on pins and needles in a way, like, come on, get this done. You're almost done. <laughs> right. 
let's be complete and move to the next phase. Yeah. So, so having the personal experience that you've had, um, both maritally as well as with your kids, um, what would you like with your with your broadcasting and with your podcasting, and of course the mission of helping people? Your underlying theme. How do you think that you can um, use what's happened with you to just purely benefit these other people? Well, one, it is a process, and two. It's, you know, realizing the limited beliefs, the programming, and the emotional energetic traumas that keep us prisoner in our ego as well. And yeah, you know, going through everything as, as difficult, frustrating, as so there's always, when there's a will, there's a way. And you have to be patient. You have to be patient with yourself. Um, do not beat yourself up over this get through it and when you go inwardly you know because I, I have to do that I have to go inwardly now and it's like connecting to something that's a, a greater intelligence divine source whatever you want to call it and when you truly authentically seek truth and the answer the answers in you and just giving it that chance in that moment to be still and and let it reveal itself to you mm-hmm. and then go forward once you get it because you'll feel it you'll it, it just will make so much sense and ju- it's baby step it's day by day and that's what actually helped me you know even out frustrated i'm like okay there's there's a reason for this it's okay we're gonna get through it and it'll all make sense later <laughs> that's the kind of mindset that I had to start creating, but it'll all make sense later. But you know, right now, this is what you could do. This is, you know, how we're going to get through it. Right. Yeah. One day at a time. Absolutely. Because tomorrow is a new day. So we mm-hmm. have to deal with today, today. So as you go forward and, the, and people that you've already, uh, let's call it interviewed, um, what, what types or what individuals do you see yourself going forward with that you bring to your podcast to be able to share with your ever-growing audience to help and benefit them as they go along? Well, I get experts that are into history, ancient civilization, because history is a key part. Um, Some of it is not even, it's like been forgotten. And then you get science, you know, there's neuroscience, quantum physics, you know, even biology, epigenetics that are now discovering certain aspects about the human being that I want to enlighten and educate people on. And then, yes, there's, you know, spirituality. I believe history, science, and spirituality is, goes in tangent together of understanding um, of who we are and, and what we're capable of. To, to make a difference and an impact in this world and, and waking people up to it, to right. new concepts, new perspectives of, you know, how to live our life, transform our life collectively. So is it fair to say that you're moderately or heavily excited about some of the folks that you will be yet to interview and bring to your, to your, uh, your, your gang of listeners? Oh, very excited. Very excited. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a brightness to the whole hope, if you will, for those that are listening, because you will have 
substantial amount of guests that you'll be inviting over the next month, three months, uh, it's, et cetera. So is it fair yeah. to say that you're looking at podcasting, broadcasting, that's your career? That's yes. Your, that's your go forward strategy. Yes, it is. I'm a talk show host and podcaster. Yes. So um, what type of talk show hosting do you presently do right now? It is Wake Up With KC. It's a podcast and I'm evolving it and transforming it to also be like an internet talk show instead of a TV talk show. It's going to be internet. Um, it's going to be pre-recorded live and I'm getting everything set up and getting ready to launch it. So it's, it's an, an interesting journey for sure. What do you, uh, what do you, what's your vision for the, uh, the timing of when it officially gets launched? Uh, just keep going, keep looking and doing research. Cause I love that learning, right? you know, and just bringing, finding the, the right people that fit the, the mind like-minded, right. you know, that are experts that. I want to bring in authors, um, you know, even doctors, um, scientists, history, you know, I, I, I call them history geeks sure. uh, to, to share. And are you planning to launch in the next uh, one to three months, would you say? Uh, I'm actually launching it next month. You are launching yes. it next month. And for people that would like to be able to connect with you, what would be the way that they would do that? Uh, I'm on many platforms on my podcast. It's called Wake Up With KC, the letter K and C. Um, you could find me there. You could find me on Instagram, Wake Up With KC. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that all my broadcasting shows are going to, um, Wake Up With KC as well. And I have a, um, if they want to reach out and be a guest on my show, or they have questions, they can reach me at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Very good. That is excellent. So um, do you believe that as your kids, again, I'm speaking principally of the 17 and the 21-year-old, do you believe that they'll be able to overcome the trauma that they had experienced for many years now through either personal growth development counseling or some way to be determined to be determined uh yes i believe that they can overcome it and i'm i'm a very positive um nurturing over caring especially when it comes to my girls and i told them like you have the power and you have to work with the mind and go through healing and it once you do that, then you can, anything's possible, you know, finding, transforming, becoming who you want to be. No one can take that away from you or tell you how to be only you yourself. You are the master to your destiny and the captain to your soul. You are the creator of your destiny. Oh, that's a terrifically well said, strong message, Kimberly. I like that. It's, it's very, very good because um, life has its challenges at every age, as we know. And the, the, the way you put it was, was fabulous. So I'm certainly Thank hopeful. 
Yep, you bet. I'm certainly hopeful that that is able to take place. Um, it'll be great for your fans to be able to start hearing your broadcasting and, of course, your podcasting because you want to devote yourself, really, as uh, that, this, is, this, is, this is you. This is your program. This is you going forward, and that's fabulous. And, and um, I'm going to say that I'm going to thank you for the time that we spent on this this morning. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, and I will uh, look forward to seeing you soon again. I wish you again, going forward on your part, great, nothing but great success. Well, thank you. And Jim, I wish you great success on your podcast. I think a lot of people are going to be hopefully waking up to your message and, and your podcast as well and be enlightened, educated, and informed. And it, it takes someone like you to start speaking up about we need to change the system. It's broken. So hopefully you set the stage in, in helping transform how the system works. We, 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 as you, will do what we can because it's, it's a very similar broken system and fraught with all sorts of issues that we'll uh, digress to for another time. So yes. may you have a great again morning, Kimberly, and I will, I'm, I know I will be chatting with you again soon. Yes. Okay. And have a wonderful day. Yes, Kimberly, you as well. Thank you kindly. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.